0: Want to know what it takes to make a million bucks? Check out My First Million. Every week, we dive into different business opportunities and explain how to pounce on them. From one-man online operations to brick-and-mortar strategies, we cover it all. So whether it's your first million followers or dollars, start getting inspired with My First Million, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamblet and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Dynamite but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week. Complete, a very good quiz, of course, on wrestling culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidge, which look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite: The Great Holiday Bash. <laughs> 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 Shut up, man! Uh, match five yeah. in the best of seven series. Uh, a fascinating mediation to be hosted by Rick Ross, but most importantly, Sidge. The AW Women's World title on the line. Jamie Hayter defending for the first time. Uh, How are you feeling ahead of tonight's show? Uh,
2: After Jamie Hayter's tweet, very, very good indeed. She has, um, and I'm paraphrasing here, promised a slice of All Japan Women's of the 90s level brutality. Um, Before we go into this podcast, if you haven't watched the high-end fare from that promotion at its in-ring peak, go and watch it. Minami Toyota in particular will absolutely blow your mind. Will the come out your prick? To uh, <laughs> that's one of my uh uni mates' best jokes. <laughs> like, oh, you heard this new album, yeah, yeah, come out your prick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just some of the absolute best professional wrestling ever. best You watch like 90s New Japan. Uh, 90s old japan certainly 2000s roh and you think it's great as that is it's been advanced in my opinion i don't think women's wrestling is i think it's still reaching that high mm. i don't think this match is going to live up to the quality of those certainly the crowd reaction won't be there but maybe there'll be a good to very good crowd reaction and they're in texas just the hottest wrestling stage <laughs> and it's wonderful to have another show there because the texans have been uh, just on phenomenal form of late, and Jamie Hayter likes hitting people really, really hard, so even if you're not, even if you're going there and that weird kind of new AEW crowd where it's weird, the fewer people there, you'd think, all right, okay, well, the gates are down, but there are 3,500 people committed enough to go, Mm. even if they get it often throughout the year, you'd think that would be the most passionate and invested, but not the case it's weird um affluent people are boring maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's what's the, the stupid wwe crowds but regardless hater works this very snug style that's kind of impossible uh not to get drawn to look the uh the outcome isn't in doubt but people like shida she's a big merch shifter um hey as the most over woman in that entire division people are wasn't that she is the champion. Um, I've got high expectations for this, and I'm glad to have high expectations mm. of it. It's all very basic and perfunctory, the build. They did the things you have to do to make a match happen without any real imagination or flair. Compared or, it to NXT. It yeah, it was like NXT 2019 on the Wednesday night. Well, I would say, you little arseholes, all you're doing here is presenting a match graphic where you're telling people this one's got a flaw. Of three and three quarter stars, you're gonna watch it on that basis. It's like, well, am I because I have to get up with
3: three. We back never in. dreamt of doing that with Starks MJF, and it's the same, like, yeah, same like for like it? yeah,
2: absolutely. So the the resources haven't been there, the emotion, the vibe, that imagination It's just been building block of. Challenger wins a match on TV. Champion cuts a 45-second long interview saying that she welcomes a challenge and then you have the match. So they've invited a cold reception, quite frankly. It's one of those things where I would not blame the crowd whatsoever if they're not banging into this, but I'm thinking that people are enough into each act that they'll get a good reception. I think the match will be very, very, very good. The best possible version of this match could even be great. My worry is that Shida, who can lay the hell out of a match, and she's very creative, sometimes... Her stuff can look a little bit flimsy. Sometimes she can really go for it, but it's it's not. Depends how she wakes up, if that makes any sense. I've seen some Sheena matches where I'm like, lay it in. This is well laid out. You're very, obviously, a clever professional wrestler who knows how to build a story in a match. But go on, on, lay that in, lay that in. If she lays it in, Hater's going to lay it in. Mm. Maybe if she doesn't feel like
1: laying it in, Hater will
2: make her lay it in. So I think this will be very, very, very good, and I'm very much looking forward to it.
1: The men's world title match main evented last week.
3: <laughs> you see where I'm going here? I think I can. <laughs> Any chance? No, not a chance in hell. If uh, I, I wouldn't be against it. Uh, if you want to dig right back into the archives, I pitched the idea of the first Dynamite ending with the title thing. It probably shouldn't have, in hindsight, nice, like that angle was incredible, but you had Riho and Nyla Rose and a belt. And they could have, like, pretty much set the stall out from night one that it was going to be. The two were going to be, you know, like for like in terms of prestige. We're not there yet. Um, We could be really soon. January the 11th feels like if it is going to be, you know, if, if, and the rumours are reasonable to be swirling that it is going to be Sasha Banks. If it was going to be her, would be a hell of a statement of intent to her and to the division at large if they were going to put that tag match on last. So it does feel like it's coming, which is a compliment and a credit to the, like, division's growth that has been so gradual you would be forgiven for not noticing it happening. But it has yeah. happened this year, gradual as it has been. There have been a number of key moments um, and decisions, the likes of the sign of Soraya. Um, it may be possible our excitement overstating it initially, but I can still feel there's a vibe there that she's a big deal. Um, the Tony Storm title run. Uh, them keeping to be fair to them them keeping Britt Baker hot despite the fact that she's not had much to do and she loses a lot she she doesn't really feel like her star's been diminished that much so I do feel like there's been like baby steps this year so next year could be the year it's just not right now it's interesting Cedric's point about Sheeda because I was thinking of her for this hater match as like a low key kicker but then maybe it's low-key because sometimes she isn't. Like, there's one of the deep matches, there's the Ream is an army match, and there's um, the Nyla Rose pay-per-view match, where, I, like, straight away, I can pull from times where, like, she looked absolutely hard as nails. Mm. She's, like, just firing, like, Terry Funk-style fists, like, swinging for a life. If she does that here, I don't think we've got anything to worry about, but maybe it's a lack of consistency doing it. She's got to get up for it, or the feud's got to command it. I think they can do it. I think they can fake the violence that this one needs to make it great. Hate to retains, though, obviously. Yes, obviously.
1: Yeah. Uh, in terms of the main event, you reckon best of seven match, no DQ, a death triangle versus the elite, of course, death triangle three or well not. They could win the best of seven tonight.
3: Yeah, I I, don't, I think the result was wrong last week. I, I For this week in particular... I think the result was wrong. That's what we said um, on the
1: preview, weren't we? We were saying it makes sense that you can make it more unpredictable, weirdly. By I
3: don't think the result
2: was wrong. I guarantee you 10 minutes into this match, no one will have that emotion. Probably.
3: yeah. Like, yes, yes they'll a win. Um, and yes, it'll probably main event. Uh, there's not loads on this card that convinces you that something else will go on last. Unless it's one of them strange dynamites where, for whatever reason, it feels like they're kind of coasting for the last 20 minutes, but I don't think this is one. Um yeah again it's it's a weird one this so the result isn't in doubt the stipulations exciting but not as exciting as the next two stipulations yes. to come so i the expectations feel a little bit and the fact that like last week was uh, a lower key effort in order to create the rationale and justification for these stipulations that are being added i don't know my my expectations feel measured and as a result i'll probably be absolutely blown away by mm-hmm. the by the action i don't feel like i'm going in there with like the excitement I would have had for let's say the full gear match. Um I don't think the quality I think the quality has been a downward slide since full gear in truth, but I think some of that's been knowing. I think they did try and temper it last week for the benefit of it coming back up for the final stretch of the series. So yeah they're like they've not got a job on, they're class, but I'm not as hyped as I think I would have been because of the like those aforementioned circumstances.
2: I'm hyped because I've got absolute full faith in these three of them at least delivering. And together, they've just got this incredible chemistry. Um, I do think that it could have... They have to win three matches on the bounce now. I think if they had to win two, it would have been a bit more interesting. But the storyline is what the storyline is. And they've really gone for, you are going to care a lot about Nick Jackson's ankle. Oh, yes. So that's the key driver, of course, behind this match. And I like how they are almost certain to play with it. Um... Matt Jackson, Kenny Omega, like, sacrificing themselves the second that they see a weapon about to get launched in Nick Jackson. Like, I love the idea of them doing everything, like, potentially not even tagging them in. But that's interesting because Ooh. there shouldn't be tags yeah. in an ODQ because you don't... You shouldn't have to follow any rules mm. because there are no disqualifications. What's next week's False count anywhere. Of course, yeah. So um, my only concern is if they do the pretense of tagging it in and out, because there's no need. Mm. Because you only tag in and out... And I know that's very loose with the elite and particularly the young bucks, to do this in the first place. And they were clever enough to go, right, okay, we want to get with Shane. We're the young bucks. People expect <laughs> a certain match of ours. How we'll get away with this is we will cast Rick Knox as a complete dimwit who cannot say or call anything. And he's got no authority and we don't take him seriously. So when he counts and it goes over the ten that it is in AEW, mm. then it's only Rick Knox who cares. I wonder if they go through the pretense of tagging here. Because if they don't, it kind of, it's almost, not falls count anywhere, but a bit tornado, which is a bit falls Mm. count anywhere. So Mm. I'm a bit concerned about that. But what I'm really interested in is how they treat Nick Jackson, if they just protect him at all costs, if he's barely factored into the match. I think he should wear boots this week. Yeah. Instead of the night
3: trainers, like Matt can still wear his Nikes, but like because yeah. that came up on commentary, didn't it? Like this is gonna happen when you don't protect yourself whatever. Yeah. or like have one that you can trade out for the one with the tacks on the bottom of the Well, I was
2: gonna get to that as well. Like what weapons are we gonna see here tonight? Because it would behoove them to build how much a chair can hurt, how much a ladder can hurt. And I don't expect them to squander these spots in this match when they know they have escalera de la muerte. So the clever thing to do would be to use different weapons throughout because people are expecting a no-DQ match and you want to viciously assault Nick Jackson's angle, but you shouldn't use a chair. Or if you do, you use it sparingly. You use it very sparingly indeed to tease, all right, well, it's going to be all legal on Escalera de la Muerte. And for those who don't know, because they've only done it once um, back before it even premiered on TNT, it's basically TLC with a far cooler name. So <laughs> I would in this match, if I'm there, if I was Kenny Omega, I would tease the living hell out of a big time ladder spot and not deliver it Mm. and not deliver it or maybe deliver one with the expectation being if that's the one time you see a ladder, how crazy is January 11 going to be? Thumbtacks um, on the boot is definitely a weapon they can use as a callback to the All Out 2021 cage match. Um, I hope we get some silly weapons. Six hammers. Six hammers. Like a six
3: hammer standoff. All of them. Oh, I see right. what you mean. Yeah, like all Sorry
2: of them. I
1: was like, what? what, what <laughs> <just called too laughs> Tennis uh, they've used, th-
2: the Young Bucks have just used simply thumbtacks before um, in the rude redo uh, <laughs> 2021 <laughs> match Bexing, against Penta and, um, Penta and Eddie Kingston. Yeah, yeah, it? Like you're not going to see kendo sticks and stuff. I want to see some silly weapons. Kenny Omega knows his way around some silly weaponry. He likes a bin, Kenny Omega. Yeah. He likes to do the um, you can't escape and like land on the bin and yeah. press it against them. So some bins, some thumb tacks, basically no candlesticks, no tables, no ladders, no chairs, or minimal amounts of those.
1: Got an idea that you might like. Mm-hmm. Obviously the young books wear those headbands to hide their receding hairlines. It's only <laughs> it's only one of them. Uh, <laughs> but
2: the other one's a good brother, literally in this case.
1: <laughs> so uh Nick uh has white headband, yeah. obviously, right? It's annoying because it needs to be Matt, possibly. Matt's the one who does the whole... (laughs) With the hammer thing. No, that (laughs) was was Matt. So, like you say, lots of hammer. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, or maybe just because they've gone, oh, no, we don't need to bring our own. There'll be some there. There's the hammer, obviously, at ringside, which is there to ring the bell. So Matt gets that, as, I don't know, Pac is going to get it, and Matt goes... (laughs) And then he eats it. No, then he uh, throws it away. And like, ah, you ain't not got your hammer anymore. like just turns around and picks up the ring bell and just clocks <laughs> up a bloody That's Terry good. Butcher-esque yeah. headband for uh, one of the My young books. books. So, the, I,
2: because we're not doing a preview next week, because we're off on Christmas holidays, mm-hmm. I want to talk about Kenny Omega's match on Dark last night. Oh, yes. And how much I'm as excited for Falls Count anyway than as I am for Escalera Dylan werty because I completely forgot that Kenny Omega using literally any part of the physical environment to tell a story and as much of it as possible is amazing. It's how he, you ever seen the match, how he got into DDT, um, where basically the, the romanticized lore is he shot this on his own volition and then used it to challenge a pushy to whom he was drawn, but they asked him to do it and he did it. Um, he's working some guy in a cabin in a DDT match, essentially. Yeah. And it's just this amazing, amazing, ridiculous match. Um, Obviously, he's done stuff like this in DDT. He was the brainchild of Stadium Stampede. And in this dark match last night, he's doing the spot where he gets his opponent on his um, shoulders to do a one-winged angel to the outside. This guy starts, like, kicking and flailing at him, which causes Omega to stagger backwards. And if you've not seen the dark shows that are filmed at uh, the Impact Zone, there's this weird square Mm. that acts as the stage, and there's, like, steps that go either side. But because Kenny Omega's a genius, he realized I can do something with this. So he staggers backwards, and his opponent hops off his shoulders and onto the square, kicks him away, tries to do like a meet the aura. Omega catches him, just smashes him back first on the ring apron. Just the idea of anything a little bit different to a usual wrestling setup, Kenny Omega can make magic out of it. So false count anywhere is probably going to be better than this, but that's the idea. You go and intensify the story beats.
3: Or hidden barbed wire beard. By the stage for a warm winged angel, off the stage into it. Jesus. A brush, <laughs> brush with barbed wire. Yeah, we haven't seen that since it was in Moxley when he did the barbed wire. Yeah, yeah. Like all that sort of environmental stuff. I'm. Ca- this is a thing. I'm more excited to think about the spots they're going to include, but you do sort of need to see what they do tonight because they're probably not going to use it next mm. week. Did they, Have I imagined? Did the Lucha Brothers as a counter to the um, drawing pins on the shoe have um, have masks with tacks on? Or have I invented that in my head? I think. Like, to Phoenix do like just, I
2: think Phoenix just took
3: it off him. Oh, right, okay, because I was thinking, like, tonight they've got, like... Like, turnabout is fair play. ...gimmick themselves up. Like, Pac's got that thing as well that yeah. he's protecting his face with. I was thinking, like, Pac would be tricky to execute as a surprise, but, you know, like, they've got the knees up to the black arrow. Pac wears, like, a D'Lo Brown chest protector. And just drills him with it anyway, protects himself, <laughs> and just, like, hurts their legs even more because it's like, he's just doubled up.
2: You don't want to hide that body, though. No. Yeah. Why would you ever want to do that? Yeah,
3: maybe his abs are strong enough to do
1: it without... Yes. <laughs> like He hits it and it hurts their legs. So, uh, to tie this back into my notes that I've made for this podcast, will the Death Triangle win the best of seven series tonight? <coughs> no. No. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, FTR versus the guns as well to look forward to this
3: evening. Yeah. Um, this wasn't better when FTR had more belts but it was better when they weren't on what now feels like a losing run that can't possibly include a loss to the guns well it might it might it might and maybe that's why it's happening now rather than a few weeks I think in. this is really well done but continue. Ma- well see I understand that I get the intent of well maybe they will get beat tonight and it's going to be this total shock and uh uh, the FTR need to really think about what's next for them, and they're starting to lose all the titles. They've only got what, like they've got their two left. They're going to lose them at Wrestle Kingdom. They've got the Triple R's as well. Aye. Um, so i get them it. forever for all
2: they <laughs> yeah, care. Honestly, that, yeah. it's. They won them
3: as the Toxic Turtles, didn't they, last year?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still got them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like it's just. I, but I think they'll win. Uh, the, I think the whole idea of the guns winning would have gone better had you not done a shock victory last week. Like you've played with the obvious winner, obviously loser a format seven days ago, so I don't think you're going to get it tonight. Um, I, th- I just, I think you could have had them have the title, either have the title shot against the acclaimed, and then lose the guns, or have them lose the guns to stop them getting the title shot, the acclaimed, and putting them to the back of the queue. Uh, I think there was other ways to have them lose the guns. I do get it. I get the idea of like they're on a bit of a downward spiral. and mm. it's going. Kind of like, they would never in a million years think they would lose the guns. And they've they're not even really underestimated the guns. They've overestimated that things are fine with them. Mm. It, they, it's them losing rather than the guns winning. So I, I think you could do it. I just, I don't know. I, I don't think they will. And I'm not that into it as a result. And I don't think it'll just, I just don't think it'll scan as this massive shock if they do lose. I it's not going to achieve any of the things that they want to by putting it here. I'm into it. And I disagree. I think the guns are going to win tonight. Um,
1: Mainly via a lot of ass-based offense when it comes to Dax Harwood. But yeah, Sid, your thoughts on all this?
2: I really like this, you know. I really, really like this. I usually am of of the opinion. Not usually, but... Tony Khan likes to stretch out a mid-card program to within an inch of its life under the misguided idea that long-term storytelling for long-term storytelling's sake is always the solution. And that became especially galling when he did CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. It's like that's sometimes, sometimes that's all it needs to be. This is the opposite. It hasn't felt drawn out. It's a completely mismatched tag team just being complete brats. And I find them very entertaining as brats just being dicks, dick-heading their way into a match against a far superior outfit. But at the same time, this outfit is losing confidence. And I've noticed something about the uh, the rhythm and the pattern of the booking in and around the program in and of itself just gets me a bit. Like It's one of those where, why would you invest this much time in the gun club, right? In a match that's ostensibly big because it's been built for so long. At the same time as FTR are losing, and I just feel like the outcome is really, really in doubt, and I'm fascinated by the trajectory of FTR after the fact, whatever happens. Is this their way of, right, okay, well, you're going to lose <clears throat> two sets of belts imminently. But in the, in parallel, we'll book you in a grudge program, right? And uh, you can win that at the end as sort of an equalizer. It's been the year of the consolation for FTR, and maybe this is a continuation of that. But at the same time... If FTR have actually said, you know what, we want to be AW Tag Team Champions, we've basically been gift-wrapped the most sentimental booking run possible (laughs) this year. Dax Howard can have the most singles matches as a tag team guy in the most four and a quarter star matches of the year. Maybe they said, right, okay, we've had a fill of that. I can't, on a professional, um, personal aspiration level, get anything more out of wrestling than I have this year. It's time to make my money now. These bumps are really starting to pile up. And maybe the gun club have been um, built for this amount of time. And it's been a while um, purely to make it matter when they go over FTR. They can be the last bit of business they do or near enough that. Or maybe they lose to the gun club and then say, right, okay, they could do something like revolution, rematch versus the acclaimed, uh, champions versus losers leave town or something like that. I'm just very interested in the way that FTR have been booked, and I think they're playing quite a clever game yeah. with the narrative about how they've been under and stuff. they working hurt as
3: well at the moment, aren't they? So they're working They've like, Always the covered in plasters yeah. and, like I say, bruised yeah. ass
1: and what have you.
2: And on top of the actual result ramifications, it's a good test of how great are FTR. Yeah. Because I think the gun club have really improved. Yes. I don't think they've worked that one standout match... That gets them on a Jericho podcast, for example. Like when they ever—that's <laughs> true. What yeah, he yeah, says, yeah, like yeah. when someone has a breakthrough moment, I'll get them on a podcast because mm-hmm. it's good for them and it means that people are going to listen to it. He's very upfront about it. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very interested in all of this. Like the FTR, they worked a match, and it was earlier this year, and it was Brock Anderson and somebody else I can't remember, possibly Lee Johnson. I thought it was amazing. You're right. An with that. absolutely amazing professional carry job.
3: And Tully and Arm are on opposite sides still.
2: I think so. Yeah.
3: Brian yeah. Pillman Junior.
1: Well, obviously that. not. <laughs>
3: that was Lee Johnson.
1: I don't know why is that. Is that someone just fantasy booking it and made it? Yeah, someone's made it on their own YouTube channel. Sorry. So This <laughs>
2: FTR could, this could be a professional because they mm. like to say Tony gives a match, gives a match, gives a match. They might want to say right, okay, I want to make these yeah. guys. This could be something special if it's as good as it could. If this reaches its ceiling, this could be the the night the Gun Club's made as a proper tag team.
1: I've uh, I've zoomed out a bit here. Big picture stuff with AEW. All right. Such content. Part part time somebody did, if anything. So I'm fairly certain the whole uh, uh, JAS versus BCC stuff's done. So we need another... Oh, Jericho's come out and said it in an interview. Did
2: he? Yeah, and he said, like, oh, it's all done. And then he terrified me. Right. You know they're doing Winnipeg? Yes. In March. Jericho's indicated that he wants to team with Kenny Omega. No, don't. Okay. Don't. I want to see Kenny Omega versus to Takeshda.
3: That's what I think yeah. I want to see in Winnipeg, okay?
2: Because uh, they're with Callis as a manager for the Winnipeg Bees. Yeah, And then...
3: We met, we, uh, we were kind of the first and last guys to do this in 2018, actually.
2: This could be, like, you could have two deafening matches. They've booked a 15,000er in Winnipeg for this. Yeah. So this could feel as big as, like, uh, not what? quite Grand Slam, but, you know, when they do, like, a pay-per-view, but yeah. on TV. Like what the are WrestleTix thing. saying for that at the moment? Are they on sale yet? I don't no. think they've been on sale yet. That's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? You could have two deafening
1: matches. Yeah. Why roll it into one? Ridiculous. So the, there's a gap there for a faction war. And I was just, <laughs> just thinking as you were talking there, yes, FTR versus the Gun Club. Generally, normally, easy win for F. Not easy, but a win for FTR. But it's not just the gun club, is it? They got Big Bill backing them up. They got Stokely, got the rest of the b- oh, boys yeah. from the firm. I think maybe that's what happens here. Uh. And then FTR got to get themselves some mates So take on this faction. Maybe if, you tell CM,
2: maybe if you tell CM Punk to stop doing suicide dives, after he expressly said he wouldn't because Darby Allen has got the best one in the world, <laughs> he expressly said ahead of his debut that everyone should retire doing that. Darby allen has got the best one. Pack it in. Ten months later. <laughs> <laughs> only you had to take your own advice. You know what? I thought he was all about taking advice, wasn't he? <laughs>
1: I genuinely wasn't sure for a second if there was anything in that cup, but you were still going to go. You're taking your own advice, eh?
2: But he's all about taking advice, isn't he? No, uh, he's not like you young were... guys
3: taking advice. When you're old, you don't need to. That was just... <laughs>
2: well, Patman Page
1: <laughs> has been in the business <laughs> for
2: over a decade, and he actually changed the business, unlike CM Punk. And he <laughs> ruined it, too. It's fine. Steady Christmas, about... everyone. If you're all about taking advice, sometimes you should listen to yourself. <laughs> listen to your own advice, dickhead.
4: To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.
0: Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big-game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast.
1: Finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over five million users and has helped save its members an average of seven hundred and twenty dollars a year, with over five hundred million dollars in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/wrestling. That's RocketMoney.com/wrestling. RocketMoney.com/slash/wrestling. <laughs> Moving on, um, obviously winter is coming. Last week, Sige, um, Ricky Starks just falling short in that main event. We are. I set, miss the impact. We are, we are set to hear from him just, he's tonight. All, he's also an arsehole. What? As well as Brian what? Danielson. Huh? What's next for Ricky Starks?
2: A feud with Chris Jericho. Yeah. You see the exchange with him, and Garrett Kidney.
4: Hmm?
1: No,
2: Garrett Kidney said, um, tweeted something to the effect of Action Andretti. You might have thought you've had a breakthrough moment, but unfortunately for you, you just unwittingly found yourself in an eight-month black hole Jericho <laughs> feud, <laughs> to which Jericho called, "Tweeted, hey, Garrett, f- go off."
0: <laughs>
1: go go.
2: Garrett was right, actually. <laughs> a long feud with uh, Chris Jericho away to Ricky Starks. It would seem that's going to be the Revolution match. God,
3: go WWE, go now! Like you've had a title shot, get some money, ears, go back, get another title shot.
2: Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks will do something so funny together within yeah within a month yeah. that'll make you realise you've actually been a bit snarky.
3: <laughs> Cody, Cody Rhodes texts Ricky Starks every day and just go back and forth and mates WhatsApp lols memes. Like I wonder what advice he's given him about how to survive the shark infested waters of a feud with Chris Jericho for several months. They've got to get to Revolution. Like I don't even think we're going to get to Revolution without having Brian MJF one. I think that'll happen on television. Um, and mm. then we'll have the second one at the pay per view March fourth revolution. I think so, yeah. It's a while away. Uh I just can't be Like I cannot be arsed with Chris Jericho. I'm 100 percent with Garrett Kidney on that tweet. hundred percent with him. What's uh last what week about? last week was a great, great night. Was that, that young up and comer, Chris Jericho? Is that it for, action Andre
1: and- Andretti? Andretti. Sorry. He worked
3: on dark, and it was quite sweet to see, like, this is where I should be, but look where I just was. He like he understood what his role was. But he's 1-0 over Jericho. Is he going to stay like that? <clears throat> if I was him, I'd leave. <laughs> 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 I'd, I'd take that win and not give it back. Like uh, um, I mm, don't know. I think what they could do now is a way to keep him over without having to take a very obvious playing field leveler of a loss. It's how Jericho... Uh, Because, look, I've got no problem with this being a Chris Jericho story. Him losing the match should be about him losing the match, not just about getting this Action Andretti over. I understand that. Jericho, so angry about it, should probably set the JAS on him. And they're quite nice wins for Action Andretti to pick up. So Mm. what he should probably do is start picking up wins against Daddy Magic and Jake Hager, like fighting over the hat, whatever. Like, do that sort of stuff so that the number gets bigger for him. And then he fights Jericho again. And it's almost like, well, if he is going to take the loss against him, in the meantime, he's built up a little bit of yeah. a run and he's built some momentum or something like that. Yeah, so he's like seven and one against the yeah. GS or whatever. And over that time he can find a mate, because like people need friends on this show, and that's how especially as a baby face, that's how it works. These baby faces are supposed to be popular people and there'll be at some point a way to drag in a tag team or somebody to help him. Um like you were saying about FCR, you know, like they might mm. get a call upon his help against the firm, whatever. So I think there's ways to do it. I just I wouldn't want a, I wouldn't race back to Jericho Andretti too.
1: And I I think you're right. I think Jericho Starks is going to do some great stuff in the build to Revolution. But also, like you said, that opens the door to Starks doing stuff with Daddy Magic and Cool which I'm very excited about. Yeah, that Uh, should be excellent. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, In terms of Danielson then, uh, we are set to, I think, hear from him more. Brian Danielson appears live tonight. Obviously, one of the last images we saw on last week's show was him chasing off MJF. And it's where we all assume and want the world title feud to go next. How soon do you want them to set all this up? Because as, as Hamlet said there, Siege, you know, it's a long way off revolution. I've no doubt that they can draw this out, but do they have a they match can. in the interim
2: or, or what? I don't know, but I'm fascinated by this because you've got two complete opposites here in that Brian Danielson has got the ultimate cause to want to fight MGF right now, tonight, in the main event that conspicuously isn't happening. Except in AEW, it is dickhead. <laughs> Uh, Not only does he want to get his hands on MGF for the callous treatment of blood on his brain, broken neck, William Regal, okay? But Danielson, immediately after the um, Hangman Page title win, was like, why are you celebrating? Wrestle. I wrestled the night after WrestleMania. What's your problem? You just want to wrestle all the time. want to wrestle all the time. And MGF is the exact opposite of that, where he's like, don't want to wrestle unless I'm contractually obligated. I'll make everyone jump through hoops in order to get the satisfaction um, of wrestling me, and I want to delay it until the pay-per-view where I can go to the pay window and preserve my <laughs> body in the meantime. So how they eventually meet, I find a fascinating, fascinating story thread here, and I couldn't predict it. But it's not going.
1: I had a cold chill pass over me there, because when you Better said contractually obligated... Blah, blah, blah. And I agree that that's obviously what Maxwell should be doing. My concern was Danielson saying, fight me tonight. And him going, my lawyer, Mark Sterling. No, 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 no. None of that.
3: I mean, this would have been ideal for MJF and the firm. Still be on terms, wouldn't it? Because this would be that MJF thing of like, well, all you got to do is fight like seven guys over seven. Brian had a once against the Dark oh, Order. He was yeah. self-aware
2: about that mm. when he was cutting the Reign of Terror promo. So maybe that's not a thing they're going
3: to do yeah. anymore. We'll see. I don't um, really want that. It's just I don't really really like Brian volunteered it against the Dark Order for Page, and I'll fight one a week. Yeah. yeah. all your mates. Big
1: Cass right. versus Daniel Bryan, but in AW. Oh, mate, yeah.
3: Oh, L- 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 do, F- do, do it for the flex. Do it for the flex. Big Bill and Big Brian. It'll be, it'll be significantly better now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm the same. It's the... What's... What's tethering them currently is William Regal. I like that Brian is the other half of the CM Punk handshake picture mm. that inspired MJF to do all this. You could lean on that. He, it's a bit tied to the you know when he'll bury New Japan. He kind of buries Brian in the same breath, doesn't he? It's like it's the wrestling element of your life that I just have no respect for and no time well, for
2: this Well, he'll accuse him of having CTE. Yeah. And he'll go, <laughs> right on, go big on his concussion history and say, like, I don't want to be head by you, you maniac. Your brain might be mush, but that's certainly not going to happen to me. I want to fight for my dreams too. I've just got much better dreams, much smarter dreams. He could say, he could play the really dickhead heel thing and say, you know, Daniel, so obviously, you know, you want to match with me, but... Just, i'm not sure you've done, done your impact testing and all yep. the rest of it like i just think it's the right thing to do to if you not wrestle considering your brain's mush and maybe they could play with that like mgf will can he say that yes and he will and it'll be good so maybe he could delay it by saying i'm just not convinced that you're ready i need to seek the um counsel of a external <laughs> medical professional and he needs to see all these
3: professionals, or something
2: like that. Calls him a
3: Mark doctor, and it's Dr. Mark Sterling. He's since got his doctorate. <laughs> I got myself a Mark. doctor. Yeah, yeah. That's the guy um, You know the Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns becomes an environmentalist, so Lisa thinks, then it turns out he's just developed a machine that can strangle a bunch of fish yeah, all at the yeah. same time. MJF um, does that. He's going to say, "Come am to say, leave out of your book, and he comes up with something very environmental that just results in, like, a rainforest getting burned I will, down. I will fight you, right?
1: Um, all you have to do... Eat this chicken nuggets. <laughs> I can see yeah. him
3: doing something awful like that. A Royal Rumble burger that Brian yeah, saw that did. time. MJF just puts it in front of him. In, in and in, he'll in near that reader
1: anytime soon. Eat all this, <laughs> one sitting,
3: and I'll fight you. They just do that thing when they go back to him always being in the skybox, but every time they cut to him, he's just eating chicken nuggets. <laughs> just constantly having them brought in. Chicken poppers <laughs> in the air. Uh, we We're also. Some popcorn chicken. Yeah, oh, it's
1: good, yeah. isn't it? Uh, We got the next chapter in the book of Hobbs tonight. We've been really enjoying that to look forward to this evening. Uh, And then, of course, there's this (laughs) Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland face-to-face, which was already intriguing, if, you know, a little bit weird, because as we said, they were like, can they coexist at final battle? And me and you went, no. Yeah, (laughs) they're never going to. But it was, you know, the reverse Swerve left Keith. Keith still won because he's great. The added little wrinkle addition to this now is it's, The Swerve in Our Glory mediation brought to you by Rick Ross. Accusations! I love this. Yeah. It's an excuse to have Rick Ross say
2: accusations Mm -hmm. when Keith Lee says things, and it's going to be brilliant. Uh, Last week, we pay strict attention, Swerve Strickland was talking about Keith Lee and saying, you're a mark. I don't have friends. I don't have family in this business. I have associates. Maybe that's a teaser foreshadowing of he's going to like form a stable don't know who joins Um that could be potentially because at this point Keith Lee and they've built him so elegantly is a guy who in any kind of fair fight where he's alone or he's got a partner and they're on the same page he's going to win every single time because he's Keith Lee and uh all petite wrestling might know how to book a monster you stupid assholes, because they're good and competent So maybe, because at this point, it's like they can't just do the match because, like, Keith Lee just wins. Yeah. Because he's been built as this monster who just wins. So there's a little drama to it. So maybe that's a wrinkle, and maybe they were foreshadowing that last week.
3: Yeah. Um, I hope. I don't think he will. And I don't like, I know, like, this sounds like just an anti-fun way to look at it. I hope Rick Ross, being a bit of a banter merchant, doesn't ruin this. Like, Swerve and Keith Lee have got this great... They've fallen out and they're going to kill each other. Chemistry—that's what's made the slow burn of the split really entertaining. So it's mm. made the whole thing really entertaining. I remember when they were put together, and we, all of us said, "Oh, they've just put together, they tear them apart. This feels fake. It feels pointless. You're wasting time." The whole thing's been brilliant, like a ap- genuine one of Tony Khan's biggest booking successes of the year. I would say *Swerve* and *Our Glory*, end to end. Uh And I just hope that it doesn't become like lost in a sea of patter because, like. Rick Ross was a meme in a week off the back of, like, what, 10 seconds of TV time, really? He was cli- good at sort of holding them together with his patter. Buzzing to be there for it, yeah. And, like, is this whole thing now that he's just going to be there to try and stop them from killing each other? Hey, when come really? on, like,
1: don't fight. I've got champagne. But, I the, don't.
3: but the wrestling fan now is, well, now we want to see them mm. swing for each other. It's different now, you know? Like, it feels the, like a revolution match. It's December, it's the holidays.
2: Yeah. I'll If it's a bit too fun for its own good tonight, I won't give a toss because I trust that they'll really intensify the emotional heft as we head closer to revolution.
3: I think I'm, I'm feeling like I've just still got the Bow Wow, Jade Cargill nonsense from the other week in my head, and it's like they don't necessarily have this striking success rate when it comes to celebrities mixing in with the angles. So, Does Rick Ross smoke cigars? It feels like I've seen him in a music video
1: smoking a cigar. Maybe it's a uh, Stogie. Mm, I'm just thinking with... Is that the same thing? I
3: think so. A blunt. Um, a big cigar. Blunt. a
1: Blunt. I'm just thinking with the, the law of Keith Lee and Fireball's, you know he'd write him out for a few weeks why would you want to revisit that good point very good
3: point that's now. not Keith Lee that's Karen Cross's magic powers that he's Sorry. never revisited come
1: on um, just checking my notes here oh, just the one women's match <laughs> on the uh, <on> tonight's <laughs> AW Dynamite so far has been announced uh, which means Michael Sidgwick let's play the game
4: it's time to play, time to play the game
1: but before we get to the name of the game, Sid, so what's the aim of the game? The aim of the game before we get
2: to the name of the game <laughs> <laughs> is to pinpoint to the exact hour, minute, and second the first note of the first women's wrestlers entrance theme that you hear because it's always around about the same time. The aim of the game, and we don't want to win it because it would prove conclusively as if it hasn't already been proven conclusively <laughs> that the AW Women's Division is an obligatory afterthought. We wanted to change, goddammit, and by January 11th,
1: Who the hell knows?
2: It might. But until then, you want to effectively satirize with a harsh, glaring light just how formulaic it is, Eh, just
1: before the men. Because if you just watch this one women's thing, the men will come (laughs) back after that. Eat your veg, and then... Eat your
2: veg, and then women, and then you get to the men again. (laughs) And so, we correctly try to correctly predict the hour minute second of that first entrance note. And to make this depressing game <laughs> a little bit less depressing to play, we came up with a jingle for it. So the name of the game is, Well, this is Ladies' Night, and I'm thinking no one later. Uh,
1: Since you got it last week. Yeah! Of course, no chance of catching the champion. I really don't want to win this competition. The most Perica victories. For <laughs> the winner of 2022's Ladies' Night. Yours truly, Adam Will. <laughs> uh, Sige on 7-0. Uh, Hamlet's on 6 A couple of bad weeks for you, Hanford. Yeah, it's all the wrong Now, you thankfully, know. you're in attendance. Sige, why I, mean, I get to go first for once? You get to go first. You are one minute and four seconds off. If we, Oh, by Hang the way. On. So
3: you were generous to read those texts I sent you out before your own guests. What a guy. A colleague, what a friend. Now, like we
1: said, if they put two women's matches on Dynamite... Yeah. Or Game if we... Get the time exactly right. This game finishes. Game That's over. That's it. We yeah. haven't done it yet. We got, what, 30 seconds off for of you the other week? Six, Seven. Six, six, six seconds off. Six seconds off. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sage, what are you going for? <sighs> That's the thing. Do I have to go through the format
2: first? Yeah, good idea. Um, because I have to see in my mind how it's going to play out so then I can better guess arrive at the answer. Uh, so I'm genuinely trying to think of like what main events because that Elite Death Triangle match four didn't do too well. The one to get in there first didn't do too well. What, numbers wise, no. It's the main event of every single weekly TV show. Like, does the worst. Yeah. That's just the way it works because you know, Americans. Will. What is this rampage? What is this two
3: hours? <coughs> uh, God damn it! What yeah. is this? A roster where you didn't pick CM Punk? I didn't. <laughs> well, he went first on actually. How many main events did he work?
1: Well, actually, oh, well, actually, Let me get some
2: different graphs. <laughs> well, actually, all right, I'm gonna get the graph of, uh, of all of his appearances so he could uh, capitalize on the lead-in, actually. I'm going to remember this, okay?
3: Let's go, 30,000 pounds. That's, that's my and I haven't
2: even done it yet. I know I remember. The main event between CM Punk and Penta El Zero Miedo, where CM Punk absolutely embarrassed himself and nearly broke his bloody knee Elf with a failed neck. top rope Hurricane Rana. That main event of Dynamite. Oh, wait! It was the first
1: match!
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I need to go into the format here. I need to go into the format here. You're uh, stepping on my fucking dick. Uh, boom, let's go with nine. Hamlet is a dick
0: in a <laughs> flash of light. <life. laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bring the boom. Dynamite. Wednesday night. You know what that means?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm being booked. We need the video podcast of this just so people can see your. It's it's a true boom. Let's go. I do
2: have
3: your a dance.
1: Your body, body as well. It's very good. <laughs> the eyes
3: get more weathered when you're Jim Ross. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. you're quite you're vibing in the theme, and then when Jim takes oh, over, the cool. eyes open. It's like oh, can't. <laughs> it just doesn't want to oh, be no. there.
2: <laughs> Where's that? You know what that means. <laughs> uh, sit down interview earlier today and they chop that <laughs> up for 40 seconds. Uh, a load of great material. Well done, Tony. That's bad <laughs> booking, Tony. Uh, <laughs> didn't from me actually, Renee took my other job. So, uh, <laughs> What's left of me, Tony?
1: <laughs>
2: what's left of me, Tony? Hey, I'm, answer- I'm asking you a question, Tony. He's <laughs> uh, talking
3: to Shivani at this point because he can't get a meeting with Tony Khan.
2: Uh, one hour... Twenty minutes
1: and fifty-two seconds. Oof. I mean, I'm not going to be here tomorrow, so you can go next or last. It's up to
3: you. Fifty-five minutes and ten seconds. Stop of the hour, you moron! Yeah. Sorry, what was that? Fifty-five A commitment to the Jamie here project ahead of uh, uh, fifty-five minutes and ten seconds ahead of this January eleventh match. She's big, you know. They've, they've given it enough time to breathe. They want, well, they don't. They don't want people to think it's Sasha Banks. But we're going to see very soon if they want people to think it's Sasha mm. Banks. if it is going to be here, they're going to start dropping in clues, as they always do. So keep Jamie here hot. Do the jingle first. Shoot furious with Hanford right now. Zero hours,
1: sixty-nine seconds. So a minute and nine seconds into the show. I don't don't mug us off. I don't want to win. I don't want
2: to catch up to you this way. You can't you're not going to catch up. It's literally impossible to catch me. I want the consolation goal to feel better about my performance and make my fans happy. What do you mean? He'll give up at the 80th minute. What I think it's going to
1: open the show.
3: Do you have mates when you were playing FIFA when you were younger that would just try and get all the players sent off if you beat them 4-5-0? It was infuriating, <laughs> wasn't it? It was infuriating.
1: Well, shout out to uh, the brilliant Adam Blair. This is a real answer. What
3: One hour, ten minutes. What if they open? Then you're going to look. Like a soothsayer and progressive and regressive at the same time. Holiday starts tomorrow. I won't be watching this. It <laughs> so does <I>?
1: um. <laughs> Bodying it like it's
2: an I'm NXT. joking.
0: I will watch
1: it, of course. Uh, Adam Blair at Adam Wilton for, for keeping all the. Oh, God, what's he called? Data. Uh, for all this. And I said there was a little surprise for you two on this. Shout out to Adam, who sent me an email. He writes, Hi, Adam. Spider Man meme. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he didn't write that. I just said it. Uh, it's coming up to the end of the year. That means the end of the year roundups. Well, ladies' night is no different. I been mean, keeper of the... Uh, oh, what's he written there, Sage? Better. Thanks. Since ladies' night began, shout out to Jose Palomares uh, for keeping things ticking whilst I was working overseas. Please find attached a special ladies' night quiz oh, yeah. with some fun facts peppered in. they uh, bit that- of fun. Carry on. <laughs> there is a package in the post for yourself and the Dadly Boys and the rest of the wrestling team uh, as a Christmas treat. But with the Royal Mail strikes, you may not see it until New Year. That's fine. We support the strikes. Have so not
2: yeah. got my uh, parents' Christmas present yet?
3: Yeah. Have they just you anything?
2: The one I'm getting them. Oh, I thought
3: you meant that you were something in the post. <laughs> I thought you were just like expecting something to arrive in the post. I how much, how much, much, was self, you,
2: how much of a selfish stuff. bastard do you think? I am <laughs> I, I'm a I haven't got my present yet. You're talking about the postal strikes. Does that strikes? sound like me? <laughs> Are <you> a bit? <laughs> I, I know it does actually It's some of my character. You're all about the postal strikes. I'm sure he'll get
1: it. I just wanted to <laughs> say worry. thank you for all the great content you guys put on a daily got them basis. i a restaurant
2: voucher. <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah. don't really get out
1: much. It's a nice present. Keep me entertained while commuting to work, doing housework, etc. There's several times when I've popped a little too hard uh, on the London Underground and got some funny looks. Thanks again for the last. It was great to finally meet the Michaels in Cardiff earlier in the year.
2: What are you laughing at? Have, uh, a, good <laughs> <Christmas>,
1: <laughs> 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 Have a good Christmas, lads. Adam Wilton, a.k.a. Adam on the Uh So, yeah. it's my impression of them.
0: Uh, Let's well, on with the quiz. run <laughs> long.
1: Yeah. Uh, ten questions. Multiple choice. Shire name. Wait for me to come to you. And remember, it's, it's just for fun, guys. Question number one. Who has had the most matches on Dynamite this year? Sedgwick. I've, I've got options. All right, okay. Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, Serena Deeb, or Tony Storm?
2: I was going to say Marina Shafir.
3: Pamphlet. Tony Storm.
1: Tony Storm, 18, Britt Baker, 14, Jamie Hayter, 10, Serena Deeb, 9. That should change. Shafia's had about 8. Tony Storm has had the most matches with 18. She also has the most wins, but how many wins does she have? So 18 matches. Has she won 15, 16, 17, or 18? Sidgwick, 15.
5: No, dear, that's wrong. What
1: were the other options? 16, 17, or 18? 17. Yay! Two for two. Uh, top four number of wins: Tony Storm with seventeen, Jay Cargill and Thunder Rosa with eight, Britt Baker and Serena Deep with five, and Hikaru Shida with four.
3: Five wins for Baker. She's impressive, isn't she? Like five yeah, wins yeah. all year on Dynamite. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Uh, with nine losses on Dynamite this year, who has lost the most matches? Is it Sky Blue, Britt Baker, Willow Nightingale, or Ruby Soho?
2: Sidgwick Sky Blue. She one of the
1: options. Yeah, she was the first one.
5: No, dear, that's wrong.
1: What are the other options? Britt Baker, Willow Nightingale, or Ruby Soho? Uh,
3: Willow Nightingale.
5: No, dear, that's wrong. Britt Baker, nine losses. Uh, Jamie Hayter has seven.
1: Sky Blue has five. uh, And Deeb, Anna Jay, and Marina Shafir have four. Uh, 2-0 still to hamper. At time of writing, which is the day after winter is coming, uh, there have been 50 episodes of AEW Dynamite, but how many women have had an opportunity to have a match on the show this year? Is it 27, 30, 32, or 36? Think
2: of how many men. think of how many
1: different men. What are the options? 27, 30, 32, or 36? Cedric, 32. Yay! Of these 32 women, eight of them have only ever wrestled one match. Guess any of them? This year? Uh,
2: Diana Perazzo.
1: Yes! Third is Martinez. No, she had, had a couple of Thunder Rosa. Oh, right. uh, Miu Yamashita, Riho, AQA, Katie O'Ket, Julia Hart, Danielle Kamela, John Apparazzo, and Maki Ito.
3: AQA, white AQA. Retired, I think. Yeah.
1: What, oh yeah, in terms of time, what has been the longest women's match on Dynamite this year? Was the time twelve minutes and two seconds, seventeen minutes and thirty-three seconds, twenty minutes and eight seconds, or twenty-two minutes and forty-nine seconds?
2: the seventeen minutes one.
1: Yeah.
3: Back in the game. Party today, Slam. Yeah, I was thinking it had to be there. Uh, ca- the cage match. Steel cage match. Cage yeah. match. Yeah. Yes. Steel it is cage. Correct.
1: Steel cage match. So that's two-two after five. Yeah. Yep. Question six, what was the shortest match on Dynamite this year? One minute and two seconds, one minute and 28 seconds, one minute and 56 seconds, or two minutes and 20 seconds? Hamflit. I'll go B, the second one.
5: No, dear, that's wrong. What
1: are the other options? One minute two, one minute 56, 220. One fifty six.
5: No, dear, that's wrong.
1: One minute two. One minute two. Serena Deeb, Katie Arquette in that Professors Challenge. I remember Deeb. that's piss
3: take. I just now came with that as well, didn't it? We thought there was going to be somebody oh. who going to run the My clock Thunder down. Thunder Rosa
2: actually has a wrestling school with students, yeah. and she could have defended their honour, but that didn't happen because...
1: <sighs> Question seven. She did
2: care for some reason. Yeah.
1: What has been the average match length on Dynamite this year? 12 minutes and 9 seconds, 10 minutes and 57 seconds, 14 minutes and 16 seconds, or 7 minutes and 59 seconds?
3: Hamlet, the one starting with 10.
5: No,
1: dear.
5: That's wrong. The seven-minute one. Yay! That's it. It's not
3: that bad. No, it's good. Fair play, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, 3-2. Including next week's, or this week's now, uh, advertised women's world title match, how many title matches have there been on AEW Dynamite this year? 13, 14, 15, or 16? Switchwick, 16.
5: No, dear. That's wrong. Is a D, is it?
1: 13, 14, (laughs) or 15? 14. Yay! Total Six points. TBS,
5: three, three.
1: seven AW, one Ring of Honor, three three two to go. A time of writing the day. Well, I want TBS. Re- I just read this stuff, mate. A time of writing. <laughs> Sorry, did I say TNT? Did I say TBS? I don't know. It was TBS. Apologies, Adam. Uh, a time of writing the day after winter is coming. There have been fifty episodes of AW Dynamite, but how many times has a women's match appeared in the first? Hour, four, six, eight, or ten. Humphrey, go on, Humphrey, you first. Four.
5: No, dear, that's wrong. Six. No, shut dear, up, man. Eight.
2: Wow.
1: The earliest start time uh, was the eighteenth of October. Tony Storm versus Hikari Shida, starting at twenty-one minutes and nineteen seconds. Thank you so much for uh, Adam. For uh, what a good
3: quiz. Yeah, great. Are you, quiz. So
1: you tied up here.
3: Don't know, lost count. I think so. You had two
1: jobs. <laughs> <question> <laughs> yes, you're tied up. You're tied up, which is great because it's the closest answer gets it on this Oof. one. Oh, good Lang to so write it down break, on your phone. <laughs> write down your answer on your phone. Uh every oh hang on. Sorry, sorry, Adam. One second. Every time we play the game It's time
4: to play, time to play the game!
1: To highlight the absolute horrendous treatment of the women's division, Quizmaster Woolborn has a leading score of nine! Correct. The nine correct guesses. Daddy Ham is the closest to the mark, six seconds short. But can you guess the average start time of Ladies nice. Nights for the whole year? So I need hour, minute, second. The closest guest gets the point and wins the Ladies Night quiz. Thank you so much for this. Uh, do go and follow him at Adam Wilton4 because he's done some great work. And whilst we're at it, uh, Jose Palomares, thank you so much to you well.
3: Thank you. you as well. To thank you okay. both. So you, I, I minute, seconds as we would our guests.
1: Yes. Ooh, this is going to be tense.
3: Ready? Yeah. So I've got to it written really down tense. as proof. Yeah, yeah. Need to, yeah. Need the proof. Have a <laughs> look. What have you got? Just gone all the ones straight across. 111.11. Sage? 119.56. Hang on. Really it's messy. So up. Split the difference here, haven't we? He's got to do some maths now. I think. What did you say,
1: Sage?
2: 119.56. Oh, actually,
3: that makes it a lot easier.
1: Yeah. I can tell you, I don't know, what I haven't got a noise for either of you here. I can tell you, the winner of Ladies' Night's Quiz is Michael Sidgwick. (laughs) 115.6, no, 115.56. That's right, isn't it? I've not messed that up. I was... Four minutes, something, and he's four on on the nose, something like that. Yeah, one nineteen fifty-six. You said, yeah. Quick math. Well, not that quick. (laughs) Quick, it took about (laughs) two minutes. Anyway, congratulations (laughs) to Michael Cedric for winning the ladies' night quiz. Uh, And uh, yeah, once again, thank you as always to Adam Blair at Adam Wilton Four on Twitter for doing all the uh, admin for this sort of thing. Uh, Let us know your thoughts on the quiz and uh, on ladies' night and on. AW Dynamite tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE watch they can follow all three of us you can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit follow Michael Sidgwick at
2: M Sidgwick
1: follow me at Adam Wilborn follow us all at WhatCultureWWE and make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts uh, you can check out our NXT review from earlier on today and the Daddlies will be back to review AW Dynamite tomorrow but for now this has been the Dynamite preview my thanks to the Dadley boys thank you for joining us and we will see you soon
0: Tune in every week for the latest anime updates, and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're gonna say, and I'll circle back. You can listen
4: to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO
0: of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on marketing against the grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and
2: have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts.